Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So hear me out. It's free. My father-in-law always says, the only thing better than cheap is free. So take advantage of it. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit from your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcast platforms out there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to know to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, welcome to the Hog Talk Podcast, episode numero 12. How about that? I'm Ty Hudson from the Pig Trail Network YouTube channel. And down in Sheridan, Arkansas, is my man from Rivals.com, Mr. JSD, Jacob Scott Davis. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How you doing, Ty? Not too bad, man. A little wet today. We got a little bit of rain, which we're thankful for. Keep the temperatures down. We don't want to cook up here in the Ozarks. We want to stay nice and cool getting into uh getting further into the well, I guess ending the month of July as we get into August. August is the as we all know is the hottest time of year, the hottest month. So it's nice to keep the 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 temperature down a little bit. And and when it's hot, we'll just go jump in the pool or you know crack open a cold beer and just keep it cool. But I am I'm I'm digging this 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 weather so far this year. It's been it's been uh, not too bad so far. I'm just going to say that. I want to throw that out there because I've saw a lot of people on social media complaining about the heat. So we've got we've got a few topics. We're going to start off. Number one, we're going to talk about these polls on social media on Twitter, really. And if you don't follow us on Twitter, you you, you need you need to do that. Go look, go look us up, Hog Talk Podcast, on Twitter. But the first poll that we did, it was actually a two parter. It was your biggest concerns on offense between these three groups, offensive line, quarterback, and then the skill position, which is obviously you know wide receiver, running back, and tight end. And then on the defensive side of the ball, it was a defensive line, linebacker, and secondary. You want to break those polls down for us, Jacob? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So everybody's favorite poll this week was the Ford face and hog debate. Whether you like it or not, 72% of people – could care less if the Ford Facing Hog was here to stay or not. 72 I for, against. I forgot about that poll. I, I left that poll out. My bad. Yeah, I was, I, I was, uh, that was my idea and I forgot about it. Yeah, I, Gosh. And I are, we're both pretty vocal about that one. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Ford Facing Hog. I know you're not either. I don't really care. I just want to win. Just want to win. They can, they can just go out there in purple jerseys and pink leotards and go out there and just run somebody over. As long as they win, I'm fine with it. I'm, yeah. I just want to win. It doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, it really doesn't. And there was someone that did reply, like, it, it, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't. But at the same time, you do have people that are buying the merchandise. And when you've got a logo that just, I don't know, I think it sucks. If I'm being real, pardon my language, not a fan of it. I'm less likely to buy that merchandise. Anytime I see something that's got the forward-facing hog, I'm like, nah. I'm passing. So I, I think that plays a role in it. But, you know, this was the, the Jeff Long era, which is where that forward-facing hog came from. And it was it was kind of mixed reviews then. 
from most hog fans on social media, and a lot of people said it reminded them of uh, the Lion King, the, yes. the Warthog. What's his name? Was it Pumbaa? Is that his name? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that that's what I want to associate our team with as someone who looks like something out of a Disney animated movie, but whatever. At the end of the day, you're right. It, it doesn't really matter. Some people, some people call it the, uh, what's, what's a state? The Red Wolves. Red Wolves. Yeah. The Red yeah Wolves. Some people have compared it to the Red Wolves. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. That's dumb. So the polls that do matter the most were, of course, the offense. What are your biggest concerns with position grouping? Again, it was the offensive line quarterback and, and the uh, uh, wide receiver running back tight end, the skills position, and then defense was D-line, linebacker, and secondary. So if you, you've got those numbers in front of you, what do you got? Well, I'm not going to say they're not important because these people that voted on these polls, Ty, are very important. Yeah. But anyways, going on to the poll about your most worried fans, that, the most worried position groups on defense and offense. And you can probably say special teams outside of kicker, everything else is unknown. Yeah, you have Sam Loy coming in for punter. Uh, I think he might end up starting over Reed Bauer. I mean, but, but fall camp's not here. We won't know until, until later on. Uh, even guy like Blake Mazza, who uh, Bielema called Maserati, uh, you know, that – you want to look at uh, you want to see special teams do well because special teams is what wins and loses you ball games, right. but the ones that score points and the ones that keep uh, the points from going is the offense and defense. So we asked, and you told us we asked about your offensive issue, and it's the offensive line. This is going on three seasons now, where the offensive line has just been almost terrible. You've given up thirty sacks each of the past three seasons, 16, 17, and 18. Good and you're Lord. going into this year with a offensive line that, that yeah, they're added numbers, but these guys haven't proven anything. So 87% of the people that voted on this poll voted the offensive line being their most worrisome position. 87%. Yeah. It's not even close. What was it's second? Not surprising. What was runner-up? Quarterback? Yes, quarterback was 11. 11%. And, and here's running the thing, back like, two. Think about this. You've got two new quarterbacks in this system. Last year, quarterback was a big part of the problem alongside the offensive line. I, I, I knew offensive line was a given. I think you and I could both agree. It, oh, yeah. I, I was surprised at, at the, the gap between number one and number two on that poll, on that offensive poll. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Keep going. The, the, well, I was going to say, moving on to the defensive side of the poll, uh, there's another surprise there. And that was the secondary coming in at number one of the biggest concerns on, on the defense. That that took me by surprise with linebacker coming in at second and defensive line coming in at third. Yeah. Uh, what were the percentages there, and what are your thoughts? 48% of the people voted the secondary being the most worrisome position group on the defense. I I can see it because there's so much unproven talent there. You've got Joe Fouché, you've got uh, Miles Mason, you've got, uh, you've got a bunch of like Jalen Catalan and – and Greg Brooks, you got Buster Brown, uh, Jerquiz McClellan really is the only guy that comes back from from the secondary on defense that was any kind of proven. You got Cam Curl too, who I think he's a stud. I mean, if you we'll talk about it later with the new weights and the strong and fastest men on campus, but Cam Curl looks like a man. And Arkansas has studs at every single position, but the secondary is worrisome. 
Uh, I think off, I think the defensive line had eleven uh, percent percentage, and if I'm not mistaken, the linebackers were at thirty five percent, thirty six percent. I think that was right. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, so I'm surprised that linebacker didn't isn't a worry position, but uh, we'll look at it later. Like I said, there are some guys on the in the linebacking room that just look really good right now. Uh, they 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 look like Tarzan, but will they play like Jane? I hope not. <laughs> but, you know, there's there's some uh, worry. I think there's some worry for every fan, uh, especially in the linebacker position. I think you added so much talent to the secondary, and Mark Smith did a very, very good job as a secondary coach and the primary recruiter uh, on the defensive side he, last year. He was responsible for a number of different commits. and Yeah. Sometimes these web yeah oh yeah and sometimes these websites are a little bit deceiving as to who is actually actively recruiting some of these kids yeah and uh, Mark Smith was involved and in, along with Barry Lane Jr. were involved mm-hmm. with a lot of those prospects Jeff that, Trailer too especially on, guys at East Texas on defense yeah so last year and you talk about you know secondary led that poll and yeah. that's that to me was a shock because they have depth there. You've got mm-hmm. starters returning. You've got Curl McClellan. You've got a standout corner at the spring game in, in Bush who was highly recruited out of Louisiana. Like right. the, the depth is there, and you feel like the talent's there. Whereas at linebacker, it, it's not there. Scooter Harris is all, all right. you got. And I think that's what people were thinking. Like, oh, well, you've got Bumper Pool coming back, and then, of course, Scooter Harris, who's arguably one of the best linebackers in, in all the SEC. So – Maybe that's why people voted for the secondary to be the most worrisome because there's not anyone who stands out like like Scuda. But I'm going to tell you something. I think they're in better shape than the linebackers are. If Scuda Harris goes down, they are in some big trouble. Now, last year oh, yeah. on defense, they gave up an average of 413 yards per game. That was 79th in the country. Secondary, they ranked 87th in the country, allowing 245 yards per game. So yeah. that is worse. So I'm giving up almost 35 points a game at 34.8, which is 108th in the country. There's some problems there on defense. And I, I, I've said that, I don't know if I've said it here on the podcast. I, I think I've mentioned this before on, on my YouTube channel. I worry, well, I shouldn't say worry. I kind of feel like Chavis was, was brought in, Chief was brought in to attract names and, and kind of mold guys into to being better players in the short time that I think the Chief is here. I really don't believe that Chief is going to be here. I don't think he retired. Oh, maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe he calls this his last job. I, I've always kind of thought when they hired him, that's a three-year guy. And I know people are going to be like, no, that's crazy. Why would you bring someone in like that for just, you know, two, three years? Well, you look at his performance at A&M, I mean, guys, he <laughs> – as a defensive coordinator, let's just be real. He lost a lot of credibility. He wasn't someone who everybody wanted to come play or come coach, excuse me, come coach uh, their defense, even in the SEC or from what I understand, most other, you know, some other power five schools, there just wasn't a lot of interest. They did pay him a lot. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he's a name. He's still kind of a name and that's going to attract recruits. That's going to attract these highly rated players to come out of high school and want to come to Arkansas to come play for Chief because what he's been able to do as far as churning guys into or developing guys into NFL prospects. I think that's why he's here. Three years, they're going to bring in the talent, and then we'll see what happens after that. You know, There's always that, well, okay, he, he outperformed. He did well 
he did better than he should have given what he came into, which is not true. Last year, we just read off those stats. They weren't very impressive. But let's say year two, they have that turnaround, and year three, they build off of it. Maybe he's here beyond that. But I think that that's why he's here, to bring in these names, these guys that that are even some of these three stars that still have a lot of committable offers from other power fives and these four stars. we got to be realistic. University of Arkansas is not exactly a – it's it's not the same job that it was ten years ago in terms of what you can do recruiting wise, or even you know fifteen years ago or whatever. It's it's a it, right now it's a down program. So we'll see what they do. I I like this class. That defensive line they brought in with that twenty nineteen class was incredible. Uh, I'm a, I'm going to keep an eye on Zach Zymos. We're talking about linebacker. You look at the secondary Bush and and, and Fouché last year, and and some others. The safety. I don't know why his name is. We were just talking about Cam him Curl. earlier. Not Curl, but the freshman they brought in in the 2019 class. Uh, yeah, Jalen Catalan, yeah. who apparently is a monster in the weight room as well. So I'm curious to see what these guys do. So, But going back to the poll, yeah, the, that was surprising that linebacker didn't finish first, that secondary right. did. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. So this, the, the next topic, let's segue into the next one, and after that we're going to go to a break. The – Long-awaited Arkansas Razorback cookout, the barbecue. Whoopee. There's a lot. There's a lot here to say about a whole lot of nothing. I mean, you know, and and they did get some guys on campus, but if you, if anybody out there could find a comprehensive list of who actually showed up, please share it with the world. Because Jacob and I both, Jacob, keep in mind, he writes with rivals. I've got my channel. I have people that I talk with. I can't find the list of names of people who showed up we do know the memphis three were unable to show up that's french easton and mcdonald mcdonald who's currently committed to uh is it mississippi state or mississippi yes to mary mcdonald yes yes yeah. four star mississippi state uh and then easton who I, I don't know where he's at in his recruitment a lot of people thought if you know you flip mcdonald to arkansas then you got a shot with easton but either way those three didn't make it four star offensive tackle garrett hayes also did not make so that's a little disheartening. Who did show up was uh, some guys, just notable players. You had the Jones twins who showed up. They're part of the 2021 class. Clayton Smith, the six foot four, 215 pound four star uh, outside linebacker slash, I think, defensive end. Mm-hmm. I think he plays both those positions out of uh, Texarkana, Texas. And then uh, Darren Turner, four star athlete slash wide receiver. Those guys did show up. And I want to get your your thoughts on this barbecue, Jacob, because this is uh, this is an interesting one. So the list I, I finally found a, a few guys. Oh, so I don't know. I don't know if this is the whole list, but this may be a list. Okay. You had Chandler Morris. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Chandler did show I mean, up. Obviously, he's going to be there. You would hope so, especially being the uh, quarterback commitment in that. I mean, he's the focal point of this of this uh, show. Um, you have Tykeus Crawford, who wasn't expected to be there, but he was there. So Crawford did show up. He did show up. Yes. Okay. Uh, it was believed he wasn't going to be there. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be there. Um, Darren Turner, uh, four-star linebacker. I mean, not linebacker, wide receiver slash athlete. Uh, you were the one that came up to me and said that he might not be a wide receiver. Arkansas is offering him to be a defensive back at safety. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. He could be a big safety, 6'3", uh, 190 pounds. Man, if you add put him in the weight room over the offseason, this guy could be a stud. 
Aaron Moore, a guy that I thought would absolutely be a a stud linebacker. Uh, could be a four four star next go around. Uh, Brady Ward, he uh, also has Bama, LSU, and Florida committable offers. A big time uh, offensive lineman. He Alabama, did show Mobile, up too. Alabama. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, See, we're learning have, this together. Yeah. Everyone who's listening, we're we're in this together. I have no. Yeah. I'm learning this just now as Jacobs yeah. read them off. Yeah, L.J. Johnson, who is a stud running back out of Texas, uh, East Texas. He's a big-time running back. Um, Clayton Smith and Landon Jackson, who are two really good friends out of Pleasant Grove uh, uh, High School in Texarkana, Texas. Those guys, I don't know. I think one goes to Texas and the other goes to A&M. But just getting those guys on campus that weekend was huge. Mm -hmm. So I, I really like those two guys as well. That uh, I mean, at, at at this point, there there were one, two, three, four, five, four 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 star players, and then five or two three star guys, and then four no three four star guys in the twenty twenty one class. Those were your studs compared to last year. Uh, I mean, you had Burks, Miller, Chavis, Henry, Zach Williams, Enoch Jackson, Torin Carter. I think Catalan was there. There were several guys that later on were bumped up in the recruiting rankings. But this year, they had some pretty good studs that were there. And remember, at this point last year, going into the cookout, they had more commitments going into the cookout this year than they did last year. So okay. you got to remember that, too. So let's, you know what the follow-up question is going to be to this? We've already had people ask. I've had a couple of people ask me, how many commits do you expect after this barbecue, if any? I would say Control Wallace might be one of them. Uh, he's a 6'5", 215 linebacker slash defensive end athlete out of Bryant. He's a guy that I was going to keep my eye on throughout the whole weekend. Uh, I was expecting to see him commit Friday night. Didn't happen. Uh, Saturday didn't happen. Sunday didn't happen. Uh, and he came out and uh, told rivals and, and several of the other media outlets that he was going to be a guy that's probably going to look around at other schools, uh, maybe see what's out there, including schools like Kansas, Ole Miss, Nebraska. So he's a, he's a guy that's recruitment's not over yet. And it's hey, a surprise, Aaron. Said, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm, I'm, I apologize. Who was that again? That was Control Wallace. Okay, he did, Control he did make it to the barbecue, too, as well. Uh, Jay and Jalen Jones, their 2021 linebackers. I'm surprised Jay, who's the more recruited guy at this point in uh, in uh, in their recruitment right now. I'm surprised that Jay didn't hop on board as a 2021 commitment. That's not saying he's going to, but he. I talked to him a few weeks ago, and you can catch that uh, interview on Rivals.com, uh, Arkansas.Rivals.com. Uh, you can also type it in as Hogpeat.com. Uh, I wrote I wrote a story about him. You can you can see what he said later on uh, in that interview. Um, and then you also had Aaron Moore. That's a three star linebacker. Could be a four star. He's really good out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, Arkansas had success in that town. They uh, they got Trey Knox out of there last season. They had a uh, Adonis Ote committed out of the uh, out of the uh, shoot the other the other Murfreesboro school in the town. Our, uh, John Chavis, uh, Caldwell, all those guys with Tennessee uh, connections are really high on Aaron Moore being a very good stud linebacker. And People forget and, about that, about yeah. the, the pipeline that, that yeah. John Chavis has in Tennessee. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it's huge. And if I want to say one more guy that I think might could commit was Darren Turner. I think he's holding out for an offer from Alabama. Alabama, he's he's wanting to hear from Alabama. Hopefully they hoping he gets an offer. If not, I think he's all Razorback. That's just from that's what I've gauged his interest in being. Darren Turner, listen, uh, would probably be he's a Trainox level when you talk about like rating and, and you know obviously they're different sizes. Turner's like six two and Trainox is I don't know six five. He's a power forward, you know. But <laughs> Darren Turner is on paper as big of a commitment as Trainox would be. Yeah, uh, very highly rated. I don't actually have his overall rating, but he is a four star. I do think, and I've been told by two different people, uh, very well dialed in, that they offered him to actually play in the secondary and that he likes Arkansas a lot. He was on commit watch over the weekend, Mm -hmm. and I was told that could continue into the week. And there was also all these rumors about the first week of August, that there's going to be this surprise commitment. And I think everybody thought, well, that's got to be Martavius French. Well, obviously, French already committed. So now the next obvious question is either could it be Garrett Hayes or is it Darren Turner? So just a heads up. I'm not saying that that's the case, but keep an eye on yeah. keep an eye on those guys. Keep an eye on those names and, and those players. So and I know we've actually got a question about about uh, a possible commitment before the regular season. We'll get into those questions here in just a minute. But uh, okay, well that was good stuff, Jacob. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with well, we're going to talk about. The off-season Weight Watchers for the Razorbacks, strength and conditioning coach Tremaine Carroll had plenty to say about some players. We'll get into that. And then also the final segment, we'll be answering your questions. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Hog Talk. Help us get our message out by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast platform. Once you've subscribed, be sure to share with all of your fellow hog fans on social media. Welcome back to the second half, if you will, to the Hog Talk podcast. Of course, myself and Jacob here still talking about the Razorbacks. And our, our third topic to kick this thing off, we, we mentioned Tremaine Carroll, the strength and conditioning coach, had some things to say about you know, what these guys did in the offseason, gaining some weight, maybe losing some weight. And, Jacob, I'm going to let you take that one. What a, who's, who's been packing on the LBs? Who's been eating a little bit too much? Uh, who's been eating too many, too many uh, fudge cakes and, and sweets during the offseason? I'm, I'm kidding. I, I love what you said about the Weight Watchers. That, that's hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the guys that have gained or lost weight. A uh, noticeable one is K.J. Jefferson, quarterback, 6'3", yeah. 228. He went from 201 pounds to gain 27 pounds uh, within a matter of months. So he's he's a true freshman, big time. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Starkle, 6'3", 214. Ben Hicks, 6'1", 217. John Stephen Jones, he's about to hit the 200-pound mark. Watch out. Uh, real quick, uh, Rakeem Boyd, he's up to 213. Uh, you know... I'm really interested to see him why they let him gain so much weight. Maybe because that he's had a lot of off time during the off season to really think about it. But on the other side, TJ Hammonds, who's uh, been back with the football team since May 14th, he went from 205 
184, lost 21 pounds, Ty. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that, that was crazy. huge. That's a that's a crazy change. Why can't uh, I lose weight like this? Good grief. Well, uh, you can be on my wife's diet plan, which I am currently trying to be on. But there was a lady at the pharmacy that brought me some candy. So uh-huh. shout out to shout out to her. HIPAA rules. I can't say her name, but she's she's awesome. She brought me some. Uh, elderly lady brought me some candy for being such a good customer service representative of the pharmacy, which, hey, hey. Anyways, back on back on track. Sorry, sorry. But anyways, yeah, I, I need to lose 21 pounds and lay off the uh, the Mr. Good bars and and uh, crackles and crunch bars. Yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, Monte Spivey, he's down to 192, lost 16 yeah. pounds. Lost weight, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a guy that I thought was kind of, not I'm gonna say heavy. I mean two 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 tens not heavy, but I mean that's a pretty good significant amount of weight and they are high on him. Him transforming his body, that just shows he may uh have some playing time this season. Bought in, baby. That's what it's all yeah. about. That's what this yeah. is showing you. These guys are bought in. Yeah. Tell you another guy, uh, offensive wise, wide receiver Mike Woods went from one ninety last year to two oh three. He's wow. a guy that he was he mentioned on Twitter he said, I'm, I'm going to be a man this year. I'm going to be a beast. I'm up to 200 pounds. And that's where Mike's at this year. He, If he can keep his speed, keep his agility and, and, and leaping ability, that guy, he's going to be a freak athlete. I think Arkansas got a steal out of him. Yeah, he only had 300 yards uh, receiving. Not going to compare him to a guy like Jarius Wright or Joe Adams. Those guys only had 400 and 300 yards last year or, or as freshmen. Mike Woods last year had 299. Watch out for him to have a breakout season. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if you mentioned, uh, I was kind of in between trying to look at some notes here, but uh, Colin Clay, did you mention him? He's up 24 pounds, 6'5", 285. Oh, you're about to go to the defense, weren't you? Yeah, I'm going to go to the defense here in just a second. Oh, I spoiled it. Oh, dude. Oh, it's okay. Chase Harrell, 215 to 249, 34-pound gain. Um, Let's see here. Offensive line, you had guys like Noah Gatling going from 292 to 302. That guy was slim and trim last year. Watch out for him to maybe challenge a a tackle for a starting position. We Dalton have, Wagger. Yeah. We we need to give a shout out though to the the Kansas transfer. You said Chase Harrell. Yes. That guy, look, he came in as a receiver. He was a big guy already at that position yeah. to play that position. I think Absolutely. It, it didn't shock anybody that he, that he moved to tight end, but he's he's yeah. bought in. He's gained the weight. Yeah. I've heard he's been in the Absolutely. weight room pumping the bench press up a little bit. Like, he's bought in. He wants to play tight end. So, I wonder if he, if that translates on the field to maybe seeing uh, seeing a little yeah. bit more action and putting up some stats. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, Noah Gatlin, 293 to 302, and Dalton Wagner, 302 to 308. I would, I would almost put my money on those guys both starting at tackles this year at some point. I think those guys are big-time players. I think they'll make a difference. I think it's going to be a, a – it's going to be a, a – a rotating door on the yeah. offensive line again, outside of maybe Myron Cunningham, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Ty Clary, yeah. and then I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. if, if if center is still a problem this year uh, with Ty Clary, watch out for Bo Lemer, six foot five, two ninety three. He gained twenty three pounds since he left high school. That's another guy, center. Yeah, six foot five, two ninety three. You have to be extremely flexible. And be able to bend right to play center at six five two ninety three. That's you got to watch out for as well. Myron Cunningham lost uh, weight; he's down to two ninety. And Ricky Stromberg, he was sick 
uh, before he made campus. Uh, so he lost a lot of weight. He was like at the 300 pound range. Uh, he's gained a little bit of weight back, but he's 6'4", 266. Uh, he's lost 14 wow. pounds since uh, he made it to campus. I think he was up to almost 30 pounds lost at one point just because. What did he have? Mono? Holy cow. Man. I don't want to say because I don't really know. But... Oh, okay. Well, no, I mean, I was kidding. Uh, don't, yeah. don't take yeah. me literally, anybody. I was kidding. I have no idea yeah. what that was, but that's. Uh, that's pretty. That's a lot of weight loss, especially for an offensive lineman. That's incredible. So uh, going to your defensive side now, I'll let you talk defense. Sosa again, two seventy nine to two ninety four. Yeah, well, he, I think we saw that coming because he's moving from moving the tackle. Yeah, he's moving inside. He's going to play interior. You can't be. I'm sorry, you can't be two hundred and seventy pounds and play no, defensive tackle in this not league. At all. You just can't do it. Not at all. And Jamario Bell. 253 to 265. He's a guy that came out of Junction City, Arkansas as a four-star prospect. He needs to get it done this year. He's going to be a senior, uh, gaining gained 12 pounds uh, during the offseason. And a guy that's been, uh, like Scuda said during SEC Media Days, Isaiah Nichols. He's a guy you're going to have to watch out for, too. He's a, He gained four pounds during the offseason. Watch for him to, to be a player at defensive tackle. And then uh, a guy that I'm really – Really want to see do well as TJ Smith. He went from two oh or three oh four to two ninety three at defensive tackle. So maybe losing a little bit of weight, gaining a little bit more explosiveness. We'll see how that how that goes. Um, a guy that's also put on some weight is freshman Torin Carter and Colin Clay six five two eighty five. They both gained uh, twenty five pounds by Carter and twenty four pounds by Colin Clay. Brief. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot. Those are two guys I think will contribute. Yeah, so uh, Torian so Carter, six six three two two eighty eight now, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that, that's big. that's a big guy. And see, and, and you remember last year, and uh, during the recruiting process, we had been told that some of these guys might actually move to the offensive line. Remember that was something yeah. that was kind of a rumor that spread around. Yeah. So maybe that can explain some of the, some of this other weight gain. Do they plan on moving someone else? I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think so either now because it sounds like the offensive line has, has got some decent depth. So they've got seventeen guys on yeah uh, on the offensive line. And I think they're year, fine right now. Last year, what did he say they went into with like like twelve? Eight. Or, was they it eight? eight going into the season? They had eight. That's not oh. even enough to practice. So um, let's see here. We also have Zach Williams. He's only two twenty four. That's crazy. He he gained eleven pounds. During the offseason, I think he probably red shirts. I do too. And I know when he committed, everyone said, well, he's going to come in and rotate. And I said, maybe. And I'm just, I think he ends yeah. up red shirting. He's yeah. got to put on some more weight. Mateo Sully, six foot four, 239. He's gained nine pounds. A lot of people said he was closer to 250, mm-hmm. but I think he needs to add maybe 10 pounds. If he, I think you'll see early on if, if some of these guys playing four games and then red shirts. Uh, I, I still say Eric Gregory, Torin Carter, Colin Clay, those guys are going to be factors. And I think Marcus Miller and Enoch Jackson, may get you may see them to get some time at defensive tackle, especially nose guard. I yep. think Marcus Miller, Enoch Jackson, he, I'm telling you guys, he is underrated at nose tackle. He's a guy that has the burst and speed to get around uh, uh, some offensive linemen, so watch out for him uh, to really come off the ball well during uh, – during the season, linebacker, you have Grant Morgan gaining nine pounds. Uh, you have uh, D. Edwards, he moved up to 220. Bumper pull up to 228. Scooter Harris up to 248. Uh, 
Hayden Henry at the 226. Uh, these guys are gaining like five to four pounds. Um, and Devon McClure, he's up to 219. Uh, he's a guy that you want somebody to stay under 220, especially if they play a weak side. Uh, maybe give a get, maybe still keep the speed a little bit. Andrew Parker down to 237, and Gio LaFrance down to 237. He's a guy that I expected a lot of coming out of high school. Surprised that he hasn't played a lot yet. Uh, but you, you're all your man Zach Zamos. He's at 211. I don't know how much uh, playing time he'll get, but I expect him to play a little bit. Yeah, he'll play. I, he'll I really play. like him. They're, they're not gonna, ha- they're gonna have to play him. And I'm not saying he's gonna go out there and be a baller, but they're gonna have to play him with how thin they are, unless the guy just doesn't know what he's doing, and you know right. they're gonna take some time to get him developed in terms of knowing the off or knowing the defense. Right. But yeah, yeah, I agree. And then uh, real quick. Uh, Jerquez McClellan, these guys, they lost weight. A lot of these guys lost weight. Jerquez McClellan, who is your, uh, I think he's your shutdown corner. He went from 173 to 175. And the rest of these guys, like Micah Smith, Cam Curl, Joe Fuché, uh, Ladarius Bishop, Brito Tut, Miles Mason, those all all those guys lost weight. So uh, you're, probably, you're probably losing weight to gain speed. Buster Brown, the guy, he's had trouble staying or even trying to gain weight. He's still at 187. He came in at 185. So he's had trouble uh, at least gaining weight. And then, well, yeah. I was going to say really fast. It, it is, it's good to see this because I don't think we saw this kind of, this kind of difference last year, no. in total weight gain. And um, yeah, it's, it's a good thing to hear. I know you don't take a whole lot from it because it's just natural progression of the right. off season as these, as these guys, you know, grow in the system and with, within the program. But it is yeah. good to hear this because we didn't hear a whole lot of this last year. Yeah. And then you have your freshman, Devin Bush. He's up to 203. Malik Chavis up to 198. Uh, Bush gained 13 pounds. Chavis gained 11. Jalen Catalan, 5'10", 196. He gained 8 pounds. And Greg Brooks gained 1 pound, 5'11", 179. I expect all four of those guys, uh, maybe Chavis to an extent, but at least three of those guys getting some key play in time throughout the season. That's good stuff. That's yeah. good stuff. And the kicker weighed about 400 pounds last I heard. He's about 405. I'm kidding. Nobody cares. He, he could be 160 pounds. It doesn't matter as long as he can kick the ball. As long as he can kick with a steel toe boot, then I'll be fine with that. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll move on. That was good stuff. A lot of weight gain. Just a couple of guys actually lost weight. Monte Spivey was – it was interesting to see him lose that weight, and I think he wants to do that, you know, probably to gain yeah. a little bit of speed, a little quickness, a little extra boost into a step. You know, it's easier when you when you drop that kind of weight to increase your speed. I've been told. I don't know if that's true or not. I've seen guys actually gain weight and get faster. So, I don't know, but it's interesting to see because it also tells you these guys are bought in, especially Spivey. I mean, I I really thought he wanted to bulk up. You know, yeah. He kind of he had that he had that reputation for being kind of a a more you know, a high durability, uh, rough kind of running back, a guy that can that can run around you and run over you a little bit, a right. uh, little bit of toughness. So it's I, I kind of thought he would gain weight, not lose it. But moving on to the very final topic. It's going to be the, the the questions from you, the listener, all you guys on Twitter. Now, we I don't think we actually posted this on Facebook, but we had questions asked to us, mm-hmm. and we're going to read them aloud, and we're going to give you a shout-out, and, and Jacob and I will try to answer them. Uh, we'll, we'll try and keep it under, I don't know, 30 seconds per answer. What do you think? I'll try. Let's try that. Okay. All right. Well, the first question, this comes from our man, the, the Twitter personality formerly known as Skittles. Oh, don't call him that. 
That's right. I know. He got on to us about that. But at Real Flavor Beeps, he now goes by on Twitter. Garrett stays. Gar- sorry. Garrett Hayes. Garrett Hayes. Four-star offensive tackle out of Texas. Committing to Arkansas. Um, just our thoughts on that. Do we still think that he commits to Arkansas? What are your thoughts, Jacob? So the big deal about Garrett Hayes this past weekend is, oh, if he doesn't come to Fayetteville this weekend, it's over. Yeah. It's only over if he went to Texas A&M. And he didn't go to either school. You know, I mean, a lot of guys, uh, maybe they didn't have a ride. Maybe they did. Maybe they lied. Whatever. But Garrett, Garrett said he had to work. Yeah. And look, we in the adult world, we all know how it is. If you can't get off work, you just you just can't go on. That's just yeah. how it is. And yeah. I, I still think Arkansas has a very solid chance of getting Garrett Hayes. I think it's even better that he didn't go to Texas A&M. Yeah. Maybe he... Maybe he it's better that he didn't go because, you know, he could say he didn't go and still lie to us and just be a secret thing. But it's it's great that he didn't go because Arkansas still has a chance. I would say their chances are even higher to gain him. Yeah, I'm on board. I agree. I think I, there's nothing that tells me as of right now that he's that that anything has really changed there. I do think that. I do think they still end up with with the four star. Uh, he'll be a huge addition if they do get him to commit and sign. Yeah, it'll be two four stars according to twenty four seven Sports. Right uh, at the tackle position. Uh, next up from TNA Wu Pig, chances on anybody committing before the season, Jacob. Oh man, TNA Wu Pig, any any chance? I think yes. I think you get two. I'm not going to say which two, but I'm thinking if if. Alabama doesn't offer Darren Turner soon. I think he's a guy that uh, you watch out for. Uh, but there's the two guys I think you see uh, uh, that are that are going to commit. I think are Aaron Moore, just because Arkansas needs linebackers, and I think that that's a vital need for this class. I would watch out for him, and I watch out for another linebacker, Control Wallace. A lot of people are saying that he may not play linebacker; that he plays defensive end. I don't care what he what he plays, but you have to keep this in-state talent home. Uh, whether he's, where, I mean, you see a lot of over the past couple of years that Arkansas guys going to Ole Miss, where Sean Michael uh, Flanagan, who who went to Oklahoma State, or you're seeing Robert Scott in this class going to Ole Miss, or uh, or the big offensive tackle from Jonesboro. Uh, his name escapes me. Uh, in last year's class with Ole Miss. And, and did you say? Did you say Jonesboro? Yes. Did you just say that? Yes. Jonesboro. Don't hate. Don't hate. <laughs> this is this South I'm Arkansas sorry. talk. I'm sorry. Everyone, everyone from South Arkansas is like, shut up, Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> Listen, I've been told we sound up here like we're from the Midwest. I'm like, no, we're from the South. I swear to God. <laughs> that's funny but uh yeah yeah i mean you've 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 got control wallace darren turner aaron moore guys that i think arkansas gets commitments from uh before the season uh, i really strongly believe that uh it could change within weeks i mean guys could just be putting a mask on saying saying these things to to get the attention and swirling around them and then boom uh they commit so elsewhere but uh you know, I thought Jabari Small might be a hog. He ended up going to Ole Miss anyway. He's a guy to Memphis. Uh, I always thought Omari uh, Thomas might be a get uh, from the Hogs. I thought Arkansas mm-hmm. had a uh, warm front on him. I don't think so. Right now, I think he gets pulled to Ole Miss as well. As far as it goes with Bryson Eason, uh, I mean, he was he was rumored to go to Tennessee, 
And I don't know it for sure if he did make it, but I mean, he didn't commit this week to Tennessee. So, I mean, I guess the door is still open there for him to go to Arkansas. Okay. Uh, the next, well, and I'll just say chances of anybody committing. I, I, I think so. I think, I think you're looking at one, possibly two. I know that the last show and on my channel, I said that typically you, you get commits after this barbecue. And I still think that happens. I'm leaning on Cottrell Wallace and listen, I, I'm not going to throw this out, but Darren Turner, he was on commit watch there for yes. like two or three days. So yeah. I'm not going to throw that out. I don't think that he does, but just just a heads up on him. But I, I do like their odds with yeah. uh, with with Garrett Hayes or um, Garrett, Garrett. So I didn't mention that Garrett Hayes, the four star tackle, and then maybe Cottrell Wallace would be my yeah. my possibilities of guys. For sure, do we know that? No, but no. guessing. It's then a guessing game. John, it always is. John Roby, I think I pronounced that correctly. Wants to know the energy of the team. I'm going to say that's kind of a hard question for us to answer because, you know, we're not – unfortunately, we don't have press passes yet, so we're not around the, the team. But I, I'll answer this one first. What I have – what little I have heard is that there's there's no worry about nobody buying in. There's no – as far as I know, as far as what I've been told, there's there's no worry about nobody buying in. That was something that was kind of rumored last year as the season kind of fell apart. People were not buying in. That may have been the case for the guys that transferred out and, and, and graduated on or whatever. Uh, but this year, so far, before the season starts, obviously, before fall camp and before feelings get hurt because people end up you know, not starting or they don't make the rotation like they want. As of right now, I think everything's good. I don't know. Again, that's a difficult question to answer. I don't know if you have anything to add to that or not, Jacob. Uh, you know, I really don't. I think, I think Arkansas. You know, you look and see what they were doing in the spring game. There was there was good feelings there, and then you see the hard work that they put in in transforming their bodies, and you you've seen what they said at uh, media days. I mean, that's all fluff. It's all coach speak and players, you know, uh, replying back to what their coaches said, uh, trying to just you know play it off. I think I think Arkansas's got some good energy, but it's just a matter of time. Uh, you'll see that in thirty four day or thirty three days now. Yeah, thirty three days until the uh, first game, and then we'll see where the energy levels at. Last question: Uncommitted visitor that attended cookout that you have your sights set on. That is from Skirps on Twitter. So kind of the same answer I gave a minute ago. A guy that I see that's uncommitted right now, uh, Darren Turner. Uh, he's big time. Uh, I really like him. Uh, he's, he could be a safety. He could be a wide receiver. Who knows where he's going to be? Where he's going to be? And then you have uh, uh, I really like Control Wallace at defensive end or linebacker. And and like I said, uh, Aaron Moore. I think Aaron Moore may be the next commitment. He he's a guy that I I'm almost like ninety percent sure will be a hog before the season starts. It sounded like to me earlier on that they were going to really push these guys to commit a little early. Uh, yeah. if they weren't already, I, I'm with you on Darren Turner. Uh, he's someone that he kind of, I didn't realize how high up he was on Arkansas until this week. And uh, he is really big on the Razorback. So obviously coming into the week, I'd, I, I mean, I've always had my eyes on him, but I didn't realize that, that they had a legit shot with Darren Turner. Right. And then obviously, uh, like you said, Cottrell Wallace and, and more, those yeah. guys were, were, I think we both agree that, uh, we're keeping our eyes on for sure. So, 
That is going to do it for episode 12 of the Hog Talk podcast. Thank you guys so much for stopping by, taking a little bit of time in our day to, to listen to us talk and kind of ramble on. We didn't have a guest this week. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to next week or not. We'll try to keep you up to date on, on social media. You know, again, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, wherever, however. So feel free to do that. But so to, to close this thing out, again, thank you guys. Remember to, to leave us some star power. If you're on iTunes, write a review. We'd really appreciate that. But yeah, I'm I'm Ty Hudson from the Hog Talk. Po- excuse me, not only the Hog Talk podcast, but also the Pig Trail Network YouTube channel. And that is all the way down in Sheridan, Arkansas. My my partner, my my partner in crime, Mr. Jacob Scott Davis. Say goodbye to the folks, Jacob. Love you guys. Uh, thanks for following us. We're hitting we're hitting marks for we're beating our records. Hey, it's a good time to be uh, be liking the Hog Talk podcast on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram blowing up we're blowing up son it's good stuff so thanks again guys and we will see you next week ta-ta thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.